Hi there, it's Meg. Before we begin the show today, I just want to let you know that I am now enrolling for my spring mentor program. So if you would like to build your coaching muscles, have some direct attention to your skills and competency and have a great time doing it, go to starcoachshow.com slash mentor. That's starcoachshow.com slash mentor and check out the program. Space is limited. I'd love to have you join us. Now let's go to today's show. This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 233. You know, connect in and just, just go and explore, like think about when you were a child and all the things you were fascinated by. Get that curiosity back because curiosity overrides fear. So and so good. when we can detach from the voices of others... I call them the dream killers. And it might be your best friend in the world, your husband or your parents or your sister that are your dream killers in some domain. You have to follow your heart. You have to follow what lights you up. So get curious again, be inquisitive, be in wonder, be in awe. Even though there's so much happening on the planet to derail our joy, there's so much beauty. You know, there's so much goodness. So find what's good for you and then trust it and explore it. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach, and I'm delighted that you're joining us today. We have an important show with an important topic about tapping into the wisdom within each one of us. I think life can get noisy and busy and pull us away from the voice within, the voice that knows us the best and the spark that is within us. Sometimes that can become covered up and buried because we are meeting other people's expectations. We are kind of on that hamster wheel of life sometimes. So I was delighted to invite our guest, Cherie Burton, to join us. Cherie is a pioneering spiritual psychologist whose evolutionary stand, speak, shine method transforms women into authentically embodied and empowered feminine leaders. Cherie is a mother of six, an author, an international speaker, and host of the Women Seeking Wholeness podcast. What a great name, right? And she is passionately driven to guide women influencers to heal, express, and create. We're going to be talking today about healing and wisdom and the the challenges that sometimes we have to step through and learn from to continue on. Cherie has experienced some major trauma in her life that has helped her zero in on the emotional wellness work that she does. She says she's obsessive in her quest to break family patterns that create challenges for people, obstacles for people, and 
to crack the code of depression. And you'll hear through Cherie's story, the patterns that have been in her family that have created challenges for her that she has overcome and feed into this passion that she has. Cherie is an avid researcher and teacher of the Divine Feminine. She's written and produced audios, training programs, transformational retreats. As a mom of six, she certainly brings forward the sort of value of family and love and connection. And through that, she's really dove into yoga teacher training, and she's become a certified mind-body facilitator in the unique modality of perfect healing. So we're going to touch on all these different ways of thinking, ways of approaching the obstacles in our lives, and, and once again, really tap into what is it that when we're quiet and we listen, what what do we hear when we get away from all the noise and all the chaos? And I'm just delighted to introduce you to Cherie Burton, who was crowned Mrs. Utah in 2004. So let's go to my interview and learn about how we can follow our own divine spark. Cherie, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am so excited to spend time with you today. Oh, thanks, Megan. I'm glad to be here. So you do so much interesting work. And I know the audience is just going to be eating you up with a spoon in a minute. But <laughs> as we get ready to, to talk about our inner wisdom and, and empowerment and all the things that are sort of foundational to whatever we do, I would love to start with what led you to do the kind of work you do now? I think like anyone who steps into a mission calling or purpose, there's sort of this rite of passage you go through. And it's usually not fun. It's usually a life experience that renders you, I don't want to say incapacitated, but the way you used to think was is challenged. Right. The ways that, that you were doing your life before were challenged. From the youngest ages, I noticed that there was some kind of a suppression of the feminine voice, the ways that women could have been more visible, like especially in religion, spaces of the religion I was raised in. And my mother herself just kind of being this like soft feminism into soft feminism in the way of like not angry picketing, but just, hey, you know, I have things to say and, and just her feisty general, but very soft and loving way mm -hmm. of just standing her ground as a woman. So these themes were early for me, just wanting to be knowing I would have someday a voice or a way of speaking out what I was noticing around in my environment that there was pain around like things like depression. Um, I'm the second of seven children and all of my siblings have been diagnosed bipolar at some point, except myself and one other sibling. Wow. And the seventh child in our family is actually my biological cousin because his mother, my aunt, in her suicide letter asked my parents to raise him when he was three. She died when he was three. You have so it's some kind of mental health issues in your family. A lot family. of mental health yeah. issues. Yeah. And I, and I actually went into psychology. I got a psychology degree because I, I've always been fascinated with how do we 
you know, how do we, you know, what drives behavior and, you know, what are the rewards that, why do we do certain things we do? And, and, and it's just so fascinating to me. So, so yeah, that's kind of my pain points were, you know, suppression of the feminine voice and visibility of the feminine and also, and, you know, the expression of feminine gifts. And then also like that depression, mental illness piece, right? Those that's what I descended into. That's the family constellation and religious construct that I came into the world experiencing out of the gate. So that built your foundation. And then you made some decisions about how you were going to show up and who you were going to work with. And, and the work that you do now is around kind of pulling the best from within and and helping people connect with their natural alignment, pulling that inner wisdom. What else, like what made you decide I want to work with women and I want to work around empowering and, and having women embody through all the natural ways, sort of their inner wisdom. What, what took you to that space? Uh, everything I just told you. Right. And then um, the catalyst was, it's kind of a tragedy. Well, it's very much a tragedy. Um, my sister committed suicide. So, oh, I'm so I have a sorry. sister. <laughs> thank you. So I have a sister two years younger than me and uh, she had five children and they ranged in age from two to 12. And my sister was really struggling with bipolar and management of an addiction to pain, pain pills. She had a lot of problems. She had open heart surgery when she was a little girl and she had a full spinal fusion when she was 14, where they opened up her spine and she had struggles throughout her life. Yeah. Yeah. Just such a vibrant person and so full of musical gifts and other things. So she committed suicide actually in 2005 And uh, she's two years younger than I am. We lived in the same community. Our children were the same ages. Her children range in age from two to 12, five of them. Um, I had three at the time. I have five now, but they were just best friends. We saw each other all of the time. Um, It kind of hit us out of nowhere, but yet didn't because we knew she was struggling. And those creative types often do, right? That that deeply felt uh, those people whose spirit are just so connected to the creativity part sometimes through my experience as a yeah. as a psychotherapist for so many years it's those creative personalities that sometimes have some of the biggest struggles to mm-hmm. because the world can be harsh well they're high creative and they're high sensitive right so yeah she definitely had that she was she played several mu- musical instruments by ear and wrote music and performed and and ran a music school out of her home and and but yet she also had this you know you could call it a little demon or a cloud it was just something there that she just could just wrestle Couldn't with shake yeah and so she actually overdosed on a drug that was used to manage her bipolar symptoms so she didn't relapse in her addiction but she did overdose on a right, drug that right. she was using um, that was prescribed to her for her bipolar. So interestingly enough, that same year, the year that she took her life, I was Mrs. Utah. And a lot of people don't know their pageants for married women, but I held the title of Mrs. Utah. It was just something that I had really dove into for three years and just prepared Mm and refined myself. And and congratulations. Oh, well, yeah, well, that was 2004 that I won. So it's been a while. It's been 16 years, but it was just interesting to me that my platform when I was Mrs. Utah was sort of the antithesis of what my sister was going through. So I was talking about, you know, inspiring greatness in, in girls and women and mothers and daughters and bringing women to a knowledge of who they are. And here my own sister is struggling in my backyard right. with that same issue. 
and ultimately taking her life that year that I was Mrs. Utah. So there was a lot of polarity happening in my life. Right. Like here I was, you know, really stepping into my purpose and refining my voice and having that visibility and claiming that for myself, what I told you earlier was a pain point that I saw growing up, right. just kind of staking my claim that way and getting a message out. And my own sister in my same community who I saw almost every day, a mother takes her life because she was feeling the exact opposite of what I was promoting. So it changed everything. That was a real defining moment to say, you know what, these family pet, because my aunt had taken her life, you know, here, my sister and my mother's had cousins committing suicide, my dad's sister. So it's like, this has to be addressed this, this right. family pattern. And I know it's not just in my family. I know there are multiple families who have bipolar or, you know, high, you know, anxiety, depression, disorder, street, depression yeah. clinical depression. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I realized like I am a mother and, and my children were very little when she died three, five, and seven. I have two more now, but it was like, no, like this has to stop this cycle and this patterning needs to stop. And so I literally just blew open my whole life to find answers. And it became my quest actually to crack the code on a familial depression and that uh, inner. So that's where that inner wisdom and inner teaching and inner feminine came because mm -hmm. I realized the way that it was happening in larger society was highly masculinized. It was very structured. It was either there's drugs or talk therapy or scientifically proven methods, or it's not valid when there's this whole other realm of ancient he feminine healing arts. And that's why yoga and, and meditation and things like that have kind of made this resurgence mm -hmm. because we're realizing that the old ways of doing these things to heal, it's not the big healing picture. You know, we have a soul, we're more mm -hmm. than a body. And even in our bodies, there's so much, much quant quantum healing and energy and mechanics and physics happening. Mm -hmm. that is just why we're, we're just seen as like this bag of tissue and bones to medical, you know? And so I actually, another ironic twist to this is that I was working at an addiction recovery center that same year my sister died. She was in a different addiction recovery center to manage or to heal and recover through her own addiction. So I worked as a counselor there and I started to realize, and again, this is back in 2004, 2005, so it's been 15, 20 years, but I, I started to notice like 15 or 20 years, it's been literally 15 years. I'm like, I don't know where the 20 years is coming from. That's okay. <laughs> Everything's just blending. the additional <laughs> wisdom. Yes, that's okay. But I started to notice like when I was working with addicts, it was like, and then my sister's also an addict mm -hmm. and my aunt who took her life was an addict. Like you know, we're, we, we want to attach to something. We want to, the root of, of addiction is trying to connect to something, to mm -hmm. a feeling, right? And what we're doing is we're creating disconnection models in science, in the medical community, even in some recovery programs, we're not teaching people to go within We're we're training them and programming them to outsource right. their authority, their knowing their inner wisdom, all of these things to a practitioner or a therapist or a clergyman mm -hmm. or a spouse. And while all of those are very helpful, ultimately no one lives in your body. Right. We got to start here. Absolutely. Exactly. Got to start within. So thank you for sharing your journey and the struggles and the, the messages, I guess, that kept getting put in front of you for, okay, no, this is, 
I'm going to look at it through a different way. And now you help your clients look at it through a different way. So can you tell us a little bit about the kind of work you do with your clients to connect them with this inner wisdom? You know, the ancient rather than the old, you said the old way doesn't work, but the ancient ways really sort of do. What are some of the things that you do with your clients who are primarily women, correct? Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I, I have a podcast called Women Seeking Wholeness. So I tend to surround myself with empower, the empowerment of women, like in mm-hmm. women, but I'm starting to realize that men are hurting more and they don't know how to express a lot of the turmoil and the emotions and they just, they process very differently than women oftentimes. And so they're not given a safety, a safe space rather to emote or express. Or even the permission sometimes. Right. Yeah. Their feet, whether that's self-imposed lack of permission or societal, but yeah, men sort of have to, they have the same emotions and, and things coming up and they don't have maybe the outlets. So Mm-hmm. That may, how is that impacting your business? Well, I, I need to say, I don't have a traditional client business. I run a Stand Speak Shine school. Mm-hmm. So I do have private clients who come to me who want mentoring. And I'm always, you know, opening the door for that. But, but I run this group of women through a 12 week school. Mm-hmm. And it's every week we talk about a feminine principle. And you could call it ancient feminine, you could call it wisdom teaching. Um, but it's just, Every week we work on an aspect of how to get in. I call it the queendom within, because, you know, if you ever read the New Testament, Christ talked about the kingdom within, right, right. The kingdom of God is within you. I'm like, well, let's make it feminine, call it the queendom if you're a woman, right? Mm-hmm. So it's getting into that queendom and learning how your soul speaks to you, how the divine comes through you your relationship to God and goddess. I try to talk a lot about the divine feminine. I'm kind of like a divine feminine hobbyist scholar. I've read so many books, especially on Mary Magdalene. That's something I've really kind of niched into and studied about her life and the Gnostic teachings that have been buried by religion or put into Apocrypha. So all of this like Pistis Sophia and all of the wisdom, ancient wisdom teachings of Jesus that were lost And it's fascinating to me because it's all very feminine. Mm -hmm. It's all about going down and in, which is a very feminine, the masculine, and you can think anatomically if you want, is upward and outward. The feminine is down and in. So it's about accessing what's already in here, which is in direct connection to God or the divine. And that's why Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. Mm -hmm. I actually just got this book in the mail called um, the yoga Jesus. I know that sounds a little radical to some people, but it's there's so many books out there. Um, this is actually written by a yogi, but it's Yogi Jesus, Yoga Jesus, Wisdom Jesus, and you can take it out of Christianity and put it into any major world religion. Right. They all teach Buddhism being a big one and Islam this approach to like access what's already in here first before you go out and try to get the, the, the okay, right? Mm-hmm. That it's here already. And what you seek is seeking you. It's already here. So you don't really have to go in this bender or search or be a huge seeker, right? Because all the, the task of life is just uncovering what's already the mysteries of what's already inside you. It's like be still and, and connect. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
There's actually a scripture. I think it's in the uh, Old Testament in Psalms. Be still and know that I am God. Yes. So you have to be still first and then you come to know that for yourself. So, so good. Actually, you know, all my years of of therapy come sort of out in, in how often I would work with a client who was trying to find a relationship to make him or her feel whole or Mm -hmm. to, you know, resolve something or another when really it's like, let's spend time when you are whole, then you're healthier to connect with others when, you you know, so it's others are not going to do the healing that, that you need to do within yourself. So really kind of pull. And I think you can't fix or save or heal anyone else. Right. Or be healed by someone else when really you have to invest the time and the energy into yourself. And that's hard. I'm sure as a psychotherapist that you're like, okay, I can see this really clearly for this person, (laughs) but they have to come into their own knowing. Right. So it doesn't land. It doesn't click. Right. It doesn't. So what are some of the, you know, when you talk about perfect healing in, in your Stand Speak Shine School, when you are helping the the members think about those kinds of things, what's included? We talked in our pre-interview about perfect healing. What do you think about or teach about perfect healing? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I do have this side thing um, I've been certified in called perfect healing. It's a healing modality that incorporates all the levels of you. You could say your auras, your chakras, um, your blood, tissues, your electrical system, all your major organs and, and systems physically. But there's so much more to us outside of that. And part of the wisdom teachings incorporate like, hey, you know, what is whatever is going on for you inside is going to be reflected in your energy field. And so your beliefs, your, you could say your karmic patterns, your family patterns, everything that makes up the composite you, what you came here on earth to, your carefully selected package of experiences, trauma, and everything. It's just, it's all in your body. It's, it's recorded and written somewhere mm-hmm. energetically. So in perfect healing, um, I use muscle testing or kinesiology, and I'm able to get really clear with people on exactly what's happening on different levels of their body that they don't have a conscious awareness that they're carrying. Um, 90% of our behavior is driven by the subconscious, as you probably know. I love psychological, I love depth psychology and archetypes and Carl Jung and that kind of thing. So I've kind of dove into like the collective unconscious, you know, Mm -hmm. what are we carrying that's ours? What are we carrying that's ancestral? That's not really ours. And then what are we carrying from the collective that's affecting us? That's not ours. So we're heading into this era, era of the planet with all this social upheaval and change and COVID and causes and political upheaval and everything. And it's like, what are we picking up on? Yeah. That's not ours. That's creating all this anxiety and unrest in us. That's eluding, you know, peace and harmony. For me, it also incorporates not spiritually bypassing. And this is a term I think that even Carl Jung uh, coined, but it's, it's, um, it's taking all of your pain and trauma that wants to come out and be processed and acknowledged and saying, no, I just love love, light, and joy, and peace. And so I'm not going to look at that. That's not spiritual. And what happens is we never clear it. We stuff it. And while light can cleanse and heal, it's like 
your emotions in order to heal all those generational patterns and all those family patterns, those demons and that darkness needs to be looked at. And the fear we have is, oh my gosh, if I bring this out, I'm going to die or I'm not going to be able to handle it. So creating containers of safety in and around you so that whatever needs, whatever's bubbling up on any given day has a way to be expressed through you because it's the actual repression and the pushing down that's, that takes more energy in your psyche than just letting it out. It, it does it so much. And I would say to my clients, we really need to open up that closet and inventory what's in there. And they would say, it's in there for a reason. I want to keep it. I want to keep it under lock and key. And it's so much more powerful when it's unacknowledged and repressed and and kind of doing all of its stuff under the scene, right? It's, it's yeah, powerful in a bad way. Right. Not yeah, powerful. It generates no. this energy and this power that, that affects your you. health. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, shining the light in there, doing an inventory, look that then we're the ones that are in the driver's seat versus the stuff that we don't want to be in the driver's seat because we think that we have repressed it, put it away, locked the Mm -hmm. key behind it. And it's in there really undermining us. So yeah, it sabotages everything, everything. And, and so powerfully and ironically, we're the ones sort of giving it the, the power by not paying attention to what's there. Sure. So it's just, and women typically, you know, men can express anger. They, they have different ways. They express, for instance, anger or some of the more intense emotions where women, we judge it and we swallow it down because we're like, that's not proper. That's not right. That's not, you know, so we're kind of people pleasing around it and we, we swallow it down and we stuff it. And it's created this plethora of health conditions in women, Mm -hmm. things like thyroid or adrenals or, you know, and we store energy of emotion in all the organs of our bodies and all the tissues. So this is something I've, I've studied quite in depth about things like Candace Pert and Bruce Lipton, you know, the molecules of emotion, the biology of belief, in essence, perception guides biology. So what we're perceiving as real is being, is showing up in our bodies, right? It's affecting our physiology and it's affecting our DNA. It's amazing because we are incredibly creative, powerful people. You know, are we using that for good? So are we really tapping into that in such a way that is healing and whole versus undermining us? Such, such powerful stuff. Let me throw it to you and just say, what else when we think about just our inner wisdom. I mean, any of the things that we're talking about, Cherie, what else do you want to have our listeners think about? I would just say, you know, coming back to, you know, learning to trust yourself. I feel like that's the biggest task of life because we always, we feel something, maybe it's an intuitive hit. Let's just say we were like, was that me? Am I crazy? Or so we want to go check it out with people. Like, what do you think about this? And how about that? And I get it. And that's powerful to do that as well, because maybe you do need that. We always do actually need people to bounce things off. But when it comes to your life, your beliefs, your power, your relationships, you're the expert, even on your health. Mm -hmm. So 
I think what's happening right now with the earth is the feminine is rising. And I'm not the only one who's saying this. Everyone's saying it in, in lots of different circles. But by the feminine, I mean that energy of, you know, you are, you are powerful. You are the expert. You, you are a wisdom teacher in the making, right? And when you access that, like you can start to trust yourself where you don't feel like you have to check it out with every Tom, Dick, and Harry in your space. And this is really playing out in religion. Um, my religion of origin is Mormonism. That's what I incarnated into. That was, I was raised very Orthodox Mormon and I'm 52 mm -hmm. now. It wasn't until like three years ago where I was like, that doesn't resonate. This doesn't resonate. I can accept that. I'm not going to accept that. So where I didn't have to take this, you know, it's a very patriarchal religion and there are some beautiful parts to it, but it is, men in power and it is suppressing the healing gifts and natural proclivities that a woman has. And there's not as much visibility and there's no authority. So I was like, how does that feel for me? And what does that mean for me? And that's why I started really diving into things like Mary Magdalene and, and the apocryphal writings. But I would just say to your listeners, I mean, that lights me up. That's a thread I want to follow. Like that's I, I'm so passionate about studying the divine feminine for, for some of your other listeners, there might be something that lights them up, follow it, follow that thread. It doesn't matter what people think. Right. If it's lighting you up and giving you that divine spark, follow it. There's a reason. So I, I just say, come back to your own knowing, trust yourself, take care of yourself. This is the only body you got you know, and I know we keep hearing about self-care ad nauseum and we're so sick of it, <laughs> but ultimately like honor yourself enough to take care of yourself and give yourself breaks. Um, that's been a big one for me because I do have five kids and I run two businesses and I have a podcast aside from the two businesses and the five kids. And, you know, I, I love my life and I love what I do, but I, I'm a very structured person, but I have to put in the play and the fun mm -hmm. and the connection to nature because that keeps my energy going. If we don't refuel ever, we're, yes. our tank is going to run out. Absolutely. So that's okay. been in the Stan Be Shine School. We talk about what are some simple ways that you, what, what lights you up? What self-care do you love? I don't care what the experts are, you know, like, what do you love? Do you love crystals? Do you love tarot cards? Do you love studying about moon? Do you, I mean, everyone thinks it's weird, but do you love it? Like, it's just a, like me personally, I am absolutely in love with essential oils. I even have a global essential oils business and it's afforded me the opportunity to travel all over the world. And I love the alchemy nature of it. I love that it's a feminine art, a lost feminine art. I love that Mary Magdalene used essential oils on Jesus. Like, so that light, that's another thing that lights me up. So mm -hmm. people think it's weird. I don't care. Right. It lights me up. I know there's something to it. Right. Right. So yeah, I would just say to the listeners, just, you know, connect in and just, just go and explore, like, think about when you were a child and all the things you were fascinated by, get that curiosity back because curiosity overrides fear. So and so good. when we can detach from the voices of others, I call them the dream killers. And it might be your best friend in the world, your husband or your parents or your sister that are your dream killers in some domain. You have to follow your heart. You have to follow what lights you up. So get curious again, be inquisitive, be in wonder, be in awe. Even though there's so much happening on the planet to derail our joy, there's so much beauty. You know, there's so much goodness. So find what's good for you and then trust it and explore it. Oh, I 
Just love that. So you've talked about your um, Stand Speak Shine School. So that's something that you, that you do. But I'd love for people to know if they want to know more about you, yeah. if they want to connect with, with what you do, how can they... The best place to find me, I am on Instagram with just my name, Sheree Burton, Sheree.Burton. But um, the best place to really connect in with me is I have a face, a private Facebook group. And we talk about a lot of this kind of stuff. It's called Women Seeking Wholeness, which is also the name of my podcast. So if people want to dive in and explore some of these things and talk about them, we're really amping up our discussions in 2021 around how to stay grounded, how to stay in your body, how to listen to your soul voice and those kind of things. And I talk about awesome stuff on my podcast, really go deep. So if that's your thing and that lights you up, wisdom teaching and stuff, you can find me on Facebook, Women Seeking Wholeness and just ask to join. So good. Thank you for taking time to be with us today in your very busy life of mom (laughs) and business owner and wife. No, but this lights me up. I love it. I love talking and yeah. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like, yeah. I'm so grateful that you asked me, Meg. It's been a pleasure. You take care. Thanks. One of the many reasons that I love doing this show is to be able to bring different service providers onto the show who are working with people to open up new perspective, to help them really connect with what resonates with them. And being able to share different perspectives from the professional sense and different approaches to working with clients. And I know that all of you are different and have different things that are going to resonate with you. So I was delighted to be able to bring Cherie Burton on to talk about our inner wisdom. If you'd like to know more about Cherie, about her podcast and the work she does, go to starcoachshow.com forward slash 233. And in the show notes for this episode, you will get all the information that you need. We're shifting perspective again next week when I welcome Kyle Elliott to the show. Kyle specializes in working with people in Silicon Valley around their careers, around creating the life that they want moving forward. He started out as a resume writer and has built over the years to create this energy around what he does. And he's going to share with us some great strategies for creating content on LinkedIn, but really more than that, ways to start a conversation to really bring value without feeling like you're having to reinvent the wheel. He's going to help us be our genuine, authentic selves as coaches in the content we share on LinkedIn and is going to give us some great strategies to do that. So please come back next week when we are going to be focused on that. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a rate and review wherever you listen so that more coaches can find us and just share the show. I got a call last week right after our show went live saying how much value the show brought her, how much she loved it, and that she'd already referred that show to three different people. 
I love that kind of feedback. I love that kind of sharing. So never be shy to share the show. Thanks so much. Until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have an awesome one.